Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick, a weekly video series about life, leadership, and the world we live in. And I'm here with Todd Wagner. Hey, buddy. And Todd, the world is increasingly talking about monuments, specifically huh. Confederate monuments. What is a biblical response to the Confederate monument controversy? All right. Well, let me just say this. The monument controversy gives us an incredible moment. All right. Conflict is inevitable in life. And there is no question that our country is increasingly divided over a lot of issues. And one of them right now is whether or not we should keep monuments that make some allusion to Confederate generals or leaders uh, or just even slave owners in general uh, is appropriate and right. Some people are even listening to this. They can't wait to hear me say something so they can immediately turn me off if I go the wrong direction. They might say, oh, you're an appeaser. You know, you're just gonna let somebody uh, who says they're emotionally wounded or who is overly sensitive or is trying to rewrite history and as soon as I would say something about possibly removing Confederate monuments, you're gonna shut this off and go, ah, there he is. Doesn't he know anything? You know, appeasement's like feeding your friends to a crocodile one at a time hoping it eats you last. All right? Never heard of that uh, one before. Yeah, they would say you can't stroke a tiger into a kitten, right? You can't appease ruthless people who are just caught up in emotion. And so some people are going to say, hey, Todd, if you go that route, you're an appeaser or you're just giving way to the prevailing loud voices of the day. Others are going to say if you should keep the monuments up uh, that you're a person who's insensitive, uncaring, and possibly even racist. This is an incredible moment and opportunity for us. Um, conflict is inevitable, but I believe that conflict is an opportunity to glorify God, to serve other people, and to grow yourself. So let's just talk about something here. There is no question that certain people are um, bothered by monuments that represent men or movements that celebrated white supremacy. One of the things I think all reasonable people can agree on is that white supremacy itself is a foolish, unbiblical, completely contrary to the gospel, and anybody who spent any time in God's word, uh, any kind of supremacy of one race over another is foolishness and an offense to God. All right? Uh, I heard a person say recently, and they're exactly right, that there is going to be nobody more uncomfortable in heaven than a white supremacist, okay? And some people would say, well, I have a problem assuming that there's going to be white supremacists in heaven. Boy, if you understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will not be uh, think anything is supreme except our Lord and King. And every tribe and every nation will worship and honor him. Uh, here's what I would also say about this issue. There are some monuments, there is no, no question, that were established and were put into place uh, to propagate certain ideas. So Rick, we're filming this in August of 2017, and recently there's been four monuments that have been taken down from the city of New Orleans, uh, as well as other monuments across the country. But the four New Orleans, one was Robert E. Lee, one was Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy, another was a General Beauregard, and then there's an obelisk. Uh, there was a, a battle through a, uh, the White League, which was a paramilitary branch of the Democratic Party at the time, who in New Orleans stormed the state building. The capital of Louisiana at the time was in New Orleans, and they unseated the elected government uh, in order to reestablish what they thought was uh, right rule and specifically to further their racist ideas, okay? Um, a little bit later, um, there was in fact a major election in 1876 where it came down to one electoral vote. There was a great compromise that happened that 
led to the withdrawal of federal troops that had actually came down to um, eradicate the paramilitary group that had overtaken the uh, dutifully elected state government at the time. It was called the Great Compromise. And so then later, that state, people that were uh, excited about what had happened, put up a statue, an obelisk, that had been in New Orleans until just recently. And this is what it says on there. It says, United States troops took over the state government and reinstated the usurpers, but the national election, November 1876, recognized white supremacy in the South and basically gave us our state back. Now, this has been in New Orleans on and off, been taken out to be cleaned and different things, but by and large, this has been in New Orleans for about 150 years. And there are some monuments around the country which were established during the Civil War era and, and shortly after to intimidate and to say, we don't really care what everybody else thinks, we're gonna tell you what we think is right. And they were put up by racist people who are white supremacists. And those monuments need to be taken down from public display and probably put in a museum somewhere where they can be shown how certain monuments, statues, and displays can be used to force on other people bad ideologies and to intimidate, all right? Um, but to leave them out there like we still stand for that, I think is unnecessarily divisive. I, I, I think this is a good way to say it. There, there are three things that need to potentially be done, and really each monument needs to be discussed. Some need to be maintained, okay? Some need to be modified, and some need to be moved. And what has to happen, let me just tell you, we could take down every monument in our country. And by the way, we've got to ask ourselves, where is it going to stop? Does it stop just with Confederate generals? Does it stop with anybody who ever owned a slave? Uh, I heard Alan Dershowitz say recently that we don't want to do what Stalin did, which is to erase history and rewrite it to serve current purposes, okay? What we need to do, we, we, we've all said the statement, right? Unless we learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. And so we have to learn from people. And I think one of the things that can be done is some of the statues and monuments that are out there might need to be modified and things need to be said beneath them that we can all agree on. Hey, there were some heroic elements to this person's character. I mean, there's a lot about Robert E. Lee that was very heroic, okay? Um, Lee, you might even say, was less of a racist figure than Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and that's a, a supportable statement within history, even though he fought to maintain states' rights that fought for unconscionably, okay, among other things, the ability for states to still enslave certain people simply because of their race. But um, what, I would, what I would tell you is that uh, what we ought to do is just say, hey, we're going to learn what was honor about these men, but here are some things that were tragic, okay? And, and make sure that we say, hey, listen, you're either going to be a wonderful example to people or you're going to serve as a horrible warning. And there are certain aspects of every man's life that probably are a little of both. Taking down monuments universally across the board is not going to take care of our problem. We have to learn in this moment and all our moments going forward how to talk about issues in a way that shows civility, um, love for one another. It says in Proverbs 18 too, a fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. Um, in verse 13 it says, uh, he who gives an answer before he hears it is a folly and a shame to him. Okay, so I, sometimes when someone says, we gotta take those monuments down, Somebody should never say, no, we shouldn't. They represent history. The, the right first response is, help me understand what's going on inside of you. Why do you believe we should take those monuments down? Um, you know, uh, he who is slow to anger, it says in Proverbs 16, is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. One of the problems that we've got going on 
is that we are way too easily triggered. What's a trigger? It's a little uh, element that can be touched that if it's, as soon as it's touched on, there is a series of explosive responses that follow. That will not allow us to maintain civility in society. We have to learn to understand each other. We gotta acknowledge the wrongs that have been done. But I think some of these monuments, there can be a statement alongside of them that they fought with honor for things that they believe in, the things that they fought for are unconscionable. And today, white, brown, and black together stand against the ideology that they fought for, okay? Um, those are the kind of things that allow us to see. We've learned from our mistakes, but there are certain monuments, like the one that we saw earlier, that just say it got us our state back and reestablished white supremacy. Well, white supremacy should have never been established and nothing should be celebrated that reestablishes it, okay? And so we've got to rethink some of the stuff that's out there and we've got to learn to talk. Um, but a man's discretion, the Bible says in Proverbs 19, makes him slow to anger and it's his glory to overlook a transgression. When can't you overlook a transgression? Number one, when it dishonors God. And the claim to white supremacy dishonors God. When it damages relationships. We ought to just sit here and go, hey, listen, at the end of the day, this gets back to that Confederate flag thing. Look, you're more important to me than a flag and you're more important to me than a monument. But taking down monuments isn't going to get away, get us away from the hurt and the pain that we've been causing each other. So we've got to learn to talk and love each other. You can't overlook an offense when it's hurting other people, and you can't overlook an offense when it's affecting somebody else's witness for that which ultimately matters as they represent Christ. But end of the day, um, Rick, these monument, this monumental discussion we're having gives us an incredible moment to understand each other, to heal old wounds and uh, to show that we care and love and we can stand together on certain things. But you gotta ask yourself, where's this gonna stop? All right, we're gonna get rid of slaveholders off dollar bills? We need to acknowledge that there was a lot about Washington and Jefferson that was unbelievable, but they made some tragic mistakes, okay? We're all learning. Martin Luther, God bless him for the Reformation. He said some awful things about Jewish people, okay? So um, we have to be really careful that we don't just say, unless someone's got a perfect history, we can never celebrate them. No. Let's learn from what is good and right and true. Let's condemn what is wrong. Let's modify some of these. Let's remove some. Some need to be maintained, all right? Uh, because we can't ignore our history. We've got to learn from it. But we've got to model civility and love for one another. We've got to stamp out racist ideas. And we can't just say, because it triggers one person, we've got to get rid of it. We've got to be a more mature nation than that. All right, two quick things. A second ago, you said Martin Luther. Now, you were referring to Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., right? I, I was referring to Martin Luther, uh, what he did during the Reformation and how he was not completely evolved in all his ideas and how he was dead wrong with some of his anti-Semitic views. But let me just talk about Martin Luther King Jr. This is a perfect example. Thank God for Martin Luther King Jr. Our country would still be stuck in some of the foolish ideologies that were still very thick in the 1960s and are still present today if it weren't for Martin Luther King Jr. But he wasn't a perfect man. There are certain things we don't want young African-American men, young black men, young white men to do that Martin Luther King Jr. did. Some of his infidelities and personal indiscretions, all right? But let's not get rid of Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday because there were certain aspects of that man that aren't worth emulating and celebrating. There's so much that is. It's a perfect example, Rick, of how we have to learn from the noble virtues of individuals and yet acknowledge their shortcomings. We don't need to rewrite history and pretend that every man was a saint.
Okay, and then one last thing. One of the things I heard you say was some of these monuments need to come down. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But people that are watching this, what are you calling them to do? I mean, you're not calling for them to go to the park tonight and pull <laughs> it down, not. right? Like, well, how no. should they do that? No, there's a, there's a natural and civil process that we need to work through. We, we you know, we can't be vigilantes, all right? There is, uh, there has got to be, though, uh, reasonable understanding done through leaders and representatives of people who just say, this is what I think would bless us. This is what we need to do. Let me just say, we've got to model, and this is where believers, this is a tremendous moment. This monument conversation is a tremendous moment for those of us who know how to be peacemakers, okay? Not about our rights, not about our wishes, okay? But how to be peacemakers. This is what it says in James chapter four. It says, hey, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and can't obtain, so you fight and quarrel. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. What, Among other things, what James is talking about right there is, hey, listen, you guys are all about your own self-interest. You're not um, asking each other um, what, what's going to be best for somebody else. You're not modeling wisdom and understanding and peace. And that's what we have to do. Okay, we have got to restore civil discourse, understanding, humility, and love for one another in our country. We could take down every monument in our country, and we're still going to have a major problem until we learn to talk. That's why the solution here is not the removal of monuments, but the establishment of the gospel in the hearts of people. And let it start with the church. Let us be careful. Let us not just dismiss people who want monuments down. Let us not just appease people who want monuments down. Let's listen. Let's learn to love and care. We did an episode on Black Lives Matter, right? That statement that Black Lives Matter, if you finish that with more than white people, that's a different kind of supremacy that needs to be extinguished. Listen to it. But if on the other hand, when my friend is saying, hey, do you know that my life matters as much as yours? Because sometimes people of my color aren't treated with the same respect that you are. See, if I just listen, that's a completely different conversation. That's what we need to model. And I celebrate the opportunity that this monument controversy is giving us. Thanks, Todd. All right, well, in the show notes of, of our episode, if you're on YouTube, you can find that in the description. I'm going to put links there to the Confederate flag episode that we did, also to the Black Lives Matter episode that we did. And we yeah. encourage you to check those out. Uh, if we can help you, pray for you in any single way, there's an email address right below me. Send us an email. We read every single one of them, and we'll see you next week on another episode. Hey, blessed are the peacemakers, not the appeasers, right? Not the bullies. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen. All right. 